if I don't understand what I'm doing, how can I be the best? There's jobs and then there's passion. We believe in conservation. We believe in the future. If I don't utilise what I'm hunting, what's the purpose of hunting? Uh, welcome to another Safi Bros podcast. Uh, we have the pleasure of having our brother Nabil Tafaha on our podcast today. Alhamdulillah. An amazing brother who has traveled an amazing journey, traveled around the world, uh, was a mechanic, became a tanner, and then moved on to becoming the happy hunter who takes people around the world to hunt. And what we call him here is the Crocodile Dundee <laughs> of the Muslim community. <laughs> Or we can call him Bilal Irwin. <laughs> now, we, we, before we start, we got to show the people that crocodile photo. Can we bring up the crocodile photo? Six meters of crocodile Dundee gear there. We uh, tried to keep it um, considerate and we took the head off this. Wow. Uh, so uh, I'm also, as the tanner, um, I tanned that skin. And that is six meters of and you crocodile caught it yourself. right there. So and you caught it yourself. Where is that? Yeah, yeah. Where that's is from that? the Northern Territory. Um, it's all under permit. Uh, you, it's got to be legal. Okay. Uh, but I brought that home and and is I. Is that actually that. a home? Are you using it as a rug? That is now a full life size skin. Uh, if you take particular note, he's missing a right leg. Is very famous crocodile. Unfortunately, he was uh, responsible for taking many many lives. Wow. So it was uh, more productive for the community. That that crocodile was hunted and taken wow. away because he every time he was um, taken to another area, the GPS in their mind come back, and he was uh, not afraid of humans. So wow. uh, end up big, killing a lot boy. of people. Very very big, very old. Unfortunately, he's uh, it was one that had to go. It's uh, they do a controlled uh, in the Northern Territory hunts on crocodile and. He he's he wasn't one to relocate. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. So well, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Let us no start the podcast today no uh, for as what we call success stories. So, mashallah, you are extremely successful, brother, in our eyes and your journey. And would love to take uh, give you the opportunity to take us through your journey. Uh, I know you started in Sydney as a young chap. Uh, uh, young you, up and go you, getter. Were, were, you born, were you born in Australia? Well, I want to start with uh, Walikun as salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Boys, it is an absolute pleasure and honor. Well, and obviously, you. uh, you've had some some really big names uh, sitting where I'm sitting right now. So it's uh, it, it is a privilege. I feel like now it has hit me that all my um, my hard work, my dedication, my passion for what I do and where I was and where I've become has been recognized, especially for someone like you guys, uh, to, to acknowledge uh, that, that that means a lot. Um, so I, I don't want to leave that out because um, it, it gives me so much more energy and it gives me so much more go to be able to continue because I love pleasing people to bring them closer in doing the things that they enjoy. Um, so alhamdulillah, it's... Uh, that's where I am today. So my past is is is, is, is the reason why I'm right here it's right the now. Stone, so, isn't it? so the past is the stepping stone to get you. So in. alhamdulillah. So going that. back to your questions, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take us back to Sydney. Well, well, you know, my parents come out in the early seventies, so early to mid seventies, seventy three, seventy five. Uh, we, we um, my parents migrated to Australia. Uh, 
I was uh, brought into the world uh, in the, the, the seven, late 70s, 1977. Wow. So even though I was born uh, overseas, I was only a month old when I turned up to um, – my parents came back to wow. Sydney. Oh, wow. And grew up there for 14 years. So Aussie, Aussie bred. Pretty much, you know. Really? Um, yeah, but, well, I didn't know any better. And that being such a young age, even when we visited, I think that once or twice uh, back in the early uh, 80s um, – uh, uh, vague memories. Yes. So, mum and mum and dad were here before they went. They they were uh, they were uh, migrated to Sydney or Australia in the yeah seventy three. I think it was yeah seventy three. My daughter, my sister was born in seventy five, oh, wow. and um, yeah, we were in Australia then. And how many siblings? How many brothers and sisters? I've got five. Well, May God bless you guys. Uh, your uh, <laughs> brothers, sisters, and everything. I'm the oldest boy. Oldest boy. So an older sister. So everyone else was born here in Australia. Then. Everyone else was born here. Mm. So um, the one, the one that got. Uh, <laughs> Escaped in Lebanon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, you know what the 70s uh, like and, and the 80s, uh, you know, whoever had the chance or opportunity to to make a better life for themselves yes. um, had, had the had – the, you know, Why Sydney? Do you know why Sydney? Well, I believe that most of the that generation, when they came out to Sydney, I think they found jobs and Sydney was uh, the, probably the easiest destination than um, some of the European countries like Germany and, and they yeah, were very, very popular. Yeah. But what a blessing it was. It, it was it was something that I think we um, – I, I won't take for granted now because it, when you travel around and you get to see mm. other places in the world, <laughs> you think, alhamdulillah, man, God gave us a – it yeah, gave us an opportunity to here. It is. It's a blessing. a blessing. So yeah. it was great to – great to, Tell us to your – take us back to your kid days. Tell us about this young chap uh, <laughs> growing up in Australia. Well, this, uh, this young kid, besides his good looks, <laughs> hasn't changed much at all. <laughs> I, I, um, I think we grew up, alhamdulillah, with the um, Islam printed in our hearts. Alhamdulillah. Whether or not we uh, treated it as a way of life at the start, like it was, it was challenging because back in those days, uh, you know, I, I think we just understood that uh, Maccas, if we ate, you know, like a cheeseburger or something like that. We couldn't have hamburger. So <laughs> they were, the hamburger. They were things. So that's pretty much. Uh, so our parents did the best to keep us um, knowing everything we did, you know, where we went and they'd drop us off and everything. But growing back in those days, there was, uh, I think, a little more a man, a man meaning that um, there was trust, yes. you know. Um, I, I, I remember many times that if I stayed out too late, if um, I wasn't afraid of my mum's voice, you know, uh, yelling at me saying, where were you? I remember getting pulled up one time from a police car and he said, what are you doing out here? And I was nervous. I thought, like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to tell him? Because all of a sudden police to us was, if we didn't wear our seatbelts or didn't sit good in the car, the parents' first thing they did is, is that police? Is that the police is there. And we used to sit straight. Now this guy's approaching me telling me, what are you doing out here? And I would, would, would get all nervous and, and everything. And I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home. So I don't see that now. Yeah, when a police officer used to say to you, what are you doing out now? Go home. And those days, they don't changed. exist anymore. Changed. They've changed. Yeah. So growing up as a kid, we were afraid. And we did a lot of things that, um, that with, with caution which made us streetwise. Yeah. Mm. And alhamdulillah, it's yeah, uh, not saying it, you know, it was our, um, the things that uh, it led us. I mean, we all did things that we um, uh, have made us who we are today. <laughs> we regret. But, the, the, but alhamdulillah, the, the, the fear and the din in our hearts 
is what always kept us on a straight and, path. And, and so, and so or doing things. So, so panel on the conversation, like some of these young youth, they we, they come up to me a lot and they say, you know, I've done this and I'm, I've done this and I'm like, and I always use the example of the Amr Adilan. You know, I said, I said, you haven't reached a, a, a stage in your life where you want to kill the Prophet Amr Adilan did. He was one of those that wanted to kill the Prophet and he changed his world. I said, so there's always Tawbah, there's always mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it can't get that bad. The doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are always open for repentance and coming back. No, alhamdulillah. And uh, <coughs> Iba, I'll tell you something. I, um, even though that we, we feared doing anything wrong because we were afraid to, you know, um, to upset Allah and everything like that, but growing up <coughs> in the early 80s and the 70s, we were also peer pressured. Mm. And whether it was music or it was uh, a lot of the things that um, our parents didn't know about, <laughs> um, you know, they 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 made us stronger. Amen. So alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Yeah. So, but yes, we did. You know, when I say stray, we never left within the two guided lines. Mm. We we played in between like a bowling ball <laughs> going down the alley, and if you put the, the the bars up, you know, we hit the the sides a few times. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but we always went straight. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah. so yeah. Sydney was the first destination. How did you end up in Melbourne? <clears throat> we went overseas to Lebanon. Back again. Well, the parents believed that uh, going back to their childhood days, that Lebanon was back to how it used to be. Wow. Like, you know, they missed family. Yeah. And they thought, well, let's go and try living there again, you know? Yeah, a lot, big, a lot did that. A it was lot, a big, a lot, it was a, a lot sold their properties. Their well, that's what happened to us. We sold the property. We had a, a place in Minto in uh, Campbelltown. I wow. think a lot of people are probably familiar with those uh, those areas. Um, we sold the house. We sold all the um, content, everything, and uh, parents flew pretty much to start fresh in Lebanon. We lasted three years. That's only because my dad was very, very stubborn. Wow. <laughs> he... Insisted, insisted, even though he left Lebanon and went back to Australia to work to make sure that we were also living lucky. No, we're going to stay financially. We tried many things. And as a kid, I was 14 years of age. 14 you went back. I um I wasn't a school kid, much of a school kid. I, I mean, there's a lot of things I didn't mention earlier about hitting the sides. I mean, I got suspended from school many, many times. <laughs> there wasn't a school that would accept me after they looked at my records. Oh, wow. Um, I couldn't express myself with words. Uh-huh. I was one who always had to use his fists because words wouldn't come out. And if oh, I wow. want to explain to anyone, I got so frustrated so these these were my talking <laughs> points, right? Um, and no one would guess. No one would ever think that of me now. No, no, no. A complete lover than a fighter. <laughs> so, uh, like, going back, like you know, this is the I think a lot of a lot of our young chaps have that anger inside of them, and because we can't express ourselves, we cannot communicate. We sort of explode in physical, you know, outward sort of, you know, well, brother, emotions, I'll, t- I'll you know? tell you. You always take the positive from the negative. And the positive was when I went to Lebanon, it exposed me to deal with people who were much older than I was. I never went to school. After that, I went straight into a trade. And overseas, the trade that I got involved with is something that I grew up, wanted to be, oh, cars, you know, uh, things that will girls would look at, you know, like maybe he drives a car or do something like that. So I wanted to be, become a mechanic. 
And by dealing with some like people older than me taught me patience. I had to listen more than talk. Yeah. So when we went to Lebanon, it was probably one of the best things that my parents ever done for us. Wow. I don't think I would have completely strayed, but so many friends of mine ended up in jail. So many of them did drugs, become dealers. Um, I won't mention names. It's such a small world, but guys, these are people that, that were in my class. These are people that I grew up with that I believed that they were my brothers from different mothers, you know? And when I came back to Australia, I, 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 wanted to touch base. The first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to catch up with my friends. But then I was asking about the parents, whether they were, you know, brothers or, or from different families. Uh, in Sydney, we had a lot of um, <clears throat> New Zealand friends and everything like that. Oh, wow. But every single one was either locked up in a relationship where there was uh, abuse or something. And I think maybe... Subhanallah, Allah is one of the, he's the greatest of planners. Yes. He planned this for me so I can be away from all that. Wow. And come back. And that's only with three years. Three years. They're, they're, wow. they're, they're the sort of, they're the prime deals. Prime 15, times, 16, 17 <laughs> is like, you know. The prime times, man. This, yeah. is where, this is where you find your identity really as a young chap, you know, yeah. trying to find yourself as a kid, you know. And, you know so much hard. happened in those years, even in Lebanon, where I found that, Hey, where can we go? You know, we, we were living in Tripoli, but we wanted to go suss out and see what Beirut was like. We never told our parents we'll go on to Beirut. Jeez, they wouldn't let us go there. We, you know, Beirut was, uh, wow, was the- um, Party capital. 100%, you know. <laughs> the fruit bowl. You the tell anyone you're going to Beirut, what are, you, what are you doing in Beirut, you know? Um, but it was, we, we did venture. We did, oh, well. we did go out. We did have a look and- they were the years that I knew that if I did that and I was in a place where I was more watched, I had uncles, I had aunties, I had everyone, where are you going, where are you coming? So imagine what it was like just having my parents who were working to keep us yeah. going. And that's why I thought it doesn't matter how strict your parents or how much they watch you, you'll always find a way as a kid. Yeah. There's yeah, always a loophole, you know, isn't there? There's always a way. So, <laughs> you can get out through the so, window, you can get out through the door. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many pillows I used to stack up underneath the, the, the quilt. That's, uh, yeah. but, but we got no, away. No, no. But, oh. yeah, but alhamdulillah, the, um, the best part is coming back to Melbourne. Alhamdulillah. I, 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 I want to bring it on a good note for, for, for a little while, okay? Coming back to Melbourne, I came back with the working intention. Now I wanted to fend for myself. I wanted to start a, you know, a job. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to make money to enjoy the things that I wanted to do. And I wanted to still drive that car. Question. What made you have that decision? What, what, what was that moment that made you decide, that's it, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be that mechanic or I want to be that business I, owner. I want to do something with myself. When did, when did, that, when did that switch come on? Well, when did lit- the switch turn literally, on? literally, before I came to Australia, I thought I was John Travolta. I was the guy on the table dancing king of everything. I thought because in Lebanon, I didn't really, besides working, I was going to the gym and I thought I was the strongest bloke that anyone, anyone looked at me, mate, I was it. And then someone knocked, shit, <laughs> can I say that word, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
no matter how big and strong you think you are, oh, mate, there's always somebody stronger. There's always someone bigger and stronger. I mean, and what happened was in Lebanon, a guy cut me off, and I was driving my boss's car. And then I realized that here I am thinking that I was the strongest bloke, Strong whatever it might be. Yeah. And I got out, I had a dis- this argument, dispute, and that was all I remember. I don't know what he did, but he must have had extension arms or something like that, but he knocked me out. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And when I woke up to that, I thought, I can't, like, I'm, I'm not the strongest guy. So I, he put me, honestly, he humbled me in a way that fighting wasn't the answer anymore. These, wow. these weren't what got me my way. SubhanAllah. Now I have to use this. I have to use this. So if I got the opportunity and I prayed to God, I said, Allah, get me out of here because this guy, if I can't beat him, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start to get a promise I'll be good. <laughs> and anyway, oh, <laughs> subhanAllah, man, I got news that my parents, they said they had enough. And we're going to Australia. Subhanallah. So I took it as a sign. But, you know, I, I, I took it now that everything I did and I was working and I, my boss made me a boss because um, he'd take me with him in the car, saying that, you know, becoming a mechanic. Um, we were six, seven guys in a shop that you can only squeeze one car in. So you can imagine, wow. you know, whenever a car came, we're jacking the car up. The, the guy's like, hang on a second, I'm, I'm just asking for directions. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want it because we weren't working on wages. We worked, if you Volume. did a job, yes, no, no, you did a job, you got paid. So wow. we were now fighting over who wanted the job. Who wanted, and that's what changed. Now I'm starting to work. Now I start to see what that fittest. dollar is. Yes. And then I realized, like, you know, these are things that sort of come into place now, thinking that violence, lucky I grew out of it from an earlier age. I mean, for us, if we didn't have work, we would walk around to another yeah, panel beating shop or whatever it was, and we used to arm wrestle each other for, for sandwiches. <laughs> Who was going to, if you won, you got maghrabiyya. You got one, <laughs> you, you got, you know, you got kifta. You got, and that was the, that was 17, eight, you know, 17 year old kids uh, trying to make a living. Wow. In a place that was was very basic. Was, was very basic. It was very very. That average. was the UFC of the moment. Yeah, was, so my men, my mentality of 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 coming out here wasn't about. Um, I knew I wasn't going to go back to school. I wasn't going to study. I had a trade in my hand. I learnt a trade. I was an automatic transmission specialist. Wow. wow. In those two or three years that I was in Lebanon, I went straight into a job. A job meaning that. My dad approached our neighbor and he said, listen, I'll pay you, but teach my son. Wow. And, and I knew that I was one of those guys, give me a thousand piece puzzle, you know, puzzle and I'll give me a couple of hours and I'll have that thing framed wow. for you. I've got the patience for that. That's transmissions. That was automatic transmissions. I mean, they're puzzles. Well. So, and then I, because I was so, I learned it and I was so good at it. My boss would take me with him everywhere to road test cars. Um, he knew that, you know what, I'll, I'll invest time in Nabil because he was paying attention and I would jump in and do the job while he can kick back and relax. So he thought, if I train him, then I'll my hands stay clean. Yeah. <laughs> and I, until this very day, I still have him as a contact. He's much older now. And we still, I look at him as like a father figure. Lord, and subhanAllah, he approached my dad and said, listen, I can't take any money from you. He goes, mate, I've got to pay Nabil 
because wow. he's picked up the trade and and everything. So that Amazing. was a blessing. That that I'll give you that. That was that's that's a bit of a highlight for me because that that set me straight. That's that, excellence. That's what we say. That's Hassan. As as Muslims, so, I think when we show display excellence in what we do, well, like people have no choice but to pay you. When you show excellence in whatever yeah, field you so. do, in whatever it is, bro, and, and we I've, have no choice but to pay you and to they lift you up. And also, like, you know, I say to people, oh, my boss doesn't use me. It's like, you're not usable, bro. <laughs> it's the reality. You've got you to get so, to the level to I'd, be usable. I'd always want to put that 100% in. Even I when I had the chores of cutting grass, I cut the grass and did the edges. I even did the neighbor strip. <laughs> so I always believe that if you do something 100%, perfect then no one can come back and say hey you didn't finish your job or you didn't do that or you didn't you know and alhamdulillah i've always been really fine and and took a, a lot of attention to detail were you aware that your dad was paying your wages um <coughs> i found out oh you found out how that's long, how why long after it would have been about four months four oh, months wow wow yeah four months but wow. you know he'd always tell me you know, in Arabic as well, Namar, who will be called? You know, the, the, the lion, the, the, the leopard, he's the one who'll go and get his prey and he's the one who earns it and everything. And, yeah. and they, you know, encouraged me so much to become better. Um, but my it changed, you know, like I said, I, from a person who got suspended from school, I got very, very little patience for, for sitting down and reading and all that kind of stuff. And, and, oh. and even my teacher, I, I'll be honest with you, he tried and he, and, and then he had to go to the sick bay because I punched him in the nose. <laughs> like, I, you can't, I was never, don't force, don't force something on me. Let me understand it. You know, let me, that's how I was as a, as a kid. Wow. I was miss. you know, it was like if someone tried to say, no, you have to, like, that was like. That was like you you misunderstood really. They didn't understand you and you could understand them in a way. And that's what got me into trouble by misunderstanding. And that, alhamdulillah, look at now, you, you know, it's like anything. You chew it so many times. You either swallow it or you spit it out mm. if you don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that, that's what you know, I, I, I say about now what I do. If I don't understand what I'm doing, how can I be the best? I have to understand it. But anyways, we, we came back to Melbourne and, um, and it was very hard. My, my siblings all went to school. My older sister got married. The first thing that I wanted was I wanted qualifications because now at that age, guys, I started thinking about something else. Means that if I don't start standing on my feet, how am I going to get married? <laughs> I, I uh, you know, I mean, as a, as a, as a, every 17, 18 year olds are thinking about, well, that you now, start you know? to think about that. That's, you that's know? what we hear every, like, all, like when we do a leisure retreat, believe it or not, one of the keys topics that we talk about, financially stable how can I be financially stable for marriage? That's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, so I start thinking about, you know, where, where am I going to start my own business? That was the, that was the thing, but still not leading me off again. What I, um, what I was trying to do also in my spare time. So that was the hardest as well, because now I've got no friends. I've moved to an area or, you know, into a, um, uh, to Melbourne, a state where I didn't grow up. So Your my siblings who all got friends in school, mm. but who's Bill got? Bill's got no friends. Bill's wow. got no one. I, I still, and I, I, I'm, that is, I still got no friends, guys. I, I haven't met anyone yet. yet, you know, and I thought, well, all I've been doing is looking for a job and 
my dad's working. He goes over. He went to. Um, he was working in the Gulf in the Northern Territory. Then he went to Western Australia. He was a boiler maker by trade, so he was barely home. Um, and mum was, you know, mum was had young kids to look after still. Yeah. You know, my siblings were still pretty young. Mm, wow. um, so I, um, I found a place in Reservoir, and which ended up being my um, the place that I bought out. It ended up being my place. So wow. I worked for a, 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 a that's two, how, that's how we actually two Australian guys that established the business in 73. I, th I thought that was a sign as well. Wow. And um, anyways, I, I, they gave me the job. I gave notice and I moved straight to, to, the, guy, uh, to the place that's in Reservoir. And mashallah, that's where I met a lot of the, my friends, the brothers, because the northern suburbs were most where all the uh, – our community – being, you know, Lebanese or from Arabs and all that yes, kind of stuff. Yes. And um, subhanAllah, I mean, it sort of all, all fell into place. And and the friends and everyone that I end up meeting, you know, is, is, is long-term, they were lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, still saying that, it was, th there was a journey in between there, I don't want to miss it and everything like that, it was because of the fact that when I moved or I bought, or when I went to, uh, the place was called Northern Automatics. And just very briefly, I worked with them for about three or four years before I approached them and said, "I'm buying the business, or wow. I'm, or I'm out. I'm out." And um, and that's where, when I bought the business, I jumped into a big, big responsibility, and that was when I met my wife. Oh, wow! So it came together. Well, it came together. It was buy the business and um, and get married. My parents always said they said, "Listen, if you um." Uh, you buy a business that'll buy the house. <laughs> okay. So then um, I thought, who else better than get into a serious uh, commitment and then with your wife? This is going to be a test for her and for me, whether she puts up with me in the bad times or, you know, she's going to fight through it and, and, and be there with me yeah, when so. we grow from this business. So, <clears throat> very similar story. But, to anyways, us. yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 100%. Like, I, I told these young, you know, they're all saying, oh, we, I got to save. I said, no, 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 get married. Even if you haven't got a dollar, get married. Allah BS said, he'll make things open. He'll open doors. He'll open your doors. Even with kids, like, sometimes, you know, you see that. Your, your 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 wealth increases every time Does you have a increases, kid. Yeah. You, know when you had that first child, yeah. You know, but you know it so well. When your first child came, do you remember? It's me myself. Yeah. My my it was a, when I had my first son, Hisham. Subhanallah, my pay doubled. It just increases. Like and Subhanallah, and that's my and I said to my wife, I said to her, Subhanallah, it's not ours. It's his. Allah, it was a word from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for him. That comes with him. Does that will come? But let me tell you something. I still wasn't happy. Now I'm starting to get frustrated. Dealing with people was very, very hard because when you're working on people's cars and you are trying to become successful in regarding uh, a business that you don't want to see fall, that's been going for such a long time. Now, how can I either make it grow or is this business uh, fulfilling my interests? Mm. Because of the fact that I was a mechanic, but I had something in my heart that I had passion for, and that was hunting. How did Bill become now part of the, the, the hunt? 
Now, I've come to Australia. I want to hunt. I, I want to go out. I want to enjoy the outdoors. Everything's work, work, work. No, I've had enough. I can't. I don't want to keep working. <laughs> this is a build-up, guys. This is a build-up that, that 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 I'm human too. I need to get out. I need to I let that. out some stress. And then I went on my first trip hunting. Serious? How old were you there? Oh, when I say first trip, it wasn't a first trip as in, you know, I hadn't been hunting before. No, yeah, but you like know. your first but Versus this adventure. was me. This is now. I, no one's taking me. I'm taking myself. Versus you know, adventure. and um, and it was great because I, I bought a four wheel drive. You know, when you buy all the gear, but you got no idea. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, there was a, there was, there was a you buy the I'm gear, ready. And you have no idea. Oh, man, I'm ready hey, to go. Hey, but, that's uh, us. That's us in the podcast room. <laughs> we went and put all the gear. We had no idea. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. You know, like, let's let's. Uh, there's places to be and places to go, and 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 mm. and, and um, it wasn't easy because any time as a hunter, most guys will know that seeking permission or places is not easy. Yeah. Where do I start? Who do I go with? You know, who do I? Uh, um, where, where can I get permission? Like a building relationship to shoot a to shoot a girl. Got my license, you know, and that wasn't easy either because uh, they, they they a lot of questions uh, are asked. And for everybody now who's getting their their shooter's license or gun license, is there are requirements, um, there are laws, and and um, getting tougher. And they are. They're not getting easier because uh, society's. You know, I mean, I really feel. Uh, for the next generation because it's almost you have to prove yourself so much before you even apply, you know. But I got a taste and I went away and I knew there's more to life than just working on cars. So I, I, and I knew then that I had to do something that in the long term, how am I going to do something that I enjoy. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy working on cars, yeah. but the cars had its time. Everything has its moments. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't going to dictate my life. So how, old were, how old were you when you did that? How old were you the first trip? That, that I, I was, uh, well, I, <clears throat> when I got married, so it was, uh, when I say real first trip, like, you know, that I took over the business now. I'm just doing a recap now on, on time, on counting back. So it would have been about in the twenties, early twenties, when I got married. Oh, yeah. So pre pre that, I I I was taken by others. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we every one of us. Yeah. Okay, and and you know, by when you're taken, you, someone else leads you away and 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 oh, takes yeah. you and yeah, everything. It's not like you doing it. Mm. You know, when you do something, you take full responsibility, responsibility or you take full uh, uh, accountability. Yeah, and 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 you appreciate it a lot more. You know, you yeah. done it. It's it's yes. you know, it's like you cook. If you I, I if you can, cook, can, it tastes better. I can testify to how passionate he was because I walked into his store once, and I, that's how we met. I think I was about four stores away from his his his, his automotive business, and I had a problem with my Beamer then. And I took it there. If you remember, if you remember this, the white Beamer. Hit that but I, but I walked in and 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 then I was waiting for my car, and I, was, I walked in. Like, this guy's got a a big. Big uh, arrow. Oh, that's right. You had a big what's it called? The back and the, the target. Yeah, it was a big target. And he's sitting there with a bow and arrow, and he's. Tick, and I used to practice. Tick. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> this, this is a transmission, but it's not a bow and arrow. Well, he goes, I, I, bro. He goes, I, every time I get, 
In my I, lunch break, my practice, I'll, I'll, I'll he was practicing bow and arrow Hanover. in the factory. I was, I was but I, I must admit, uh, you, you have gained a little bit of weight since we <laughs> yes. got back there. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> <laughs> that, so that's a passion. That, Look at that. So, mashallah, like, so taking us through that journey, beautiful journey. So, like, when when did you decide to go, you know what, this is it, I'm letting go of the transmissions? When did that happen? I had a dream, and the dream was when I woke up, I looked at both hands and I thought in my dream I was working on a car and when I woke up in the morning I looked at my hands to see if they still dirty and I because I was taking my work home with me meaning that when you're the yeah. boss you've got the responsibility it's always in your head man. I looked at my hands and I go they're not like they, they, you know they, I had mechanic hands yeah but they weren't greasy so that meant it was a dream. But if now my dreams, my work is taking over my dreams because it was the last thing I was thinking about. They say, you know, sometimes yeah. if it's the last thing you think about, <laughs> good chance it's the, uh, what you're going to dream of, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I woke up and while I was looking at my hands like this, guys, this is where I got emotional and I went, while they were like this, I went, Ya Allah, please give me a sign of what I can do to get out of my trade. Like, oh. like I asked him for what can I do? G oh. Give me a sign, whatever. Would you believe when I went to work that morning, I swear to God, yeah, I've got goosebumps, guys. <laughs> Every morning when I open up the shop, I'm there first, and I have Yeah. okay? So that this is Allah. Would you believe, would you believe that someone pushed a business card Underneath my front roller door, saying, "If you're interested in selling your business, wow. give me a call." Wow, that day, the next day, the same morning, you wake Allah up. Akbar. Allah, shahid, man, God is my witness. Yeah, Allah. when I went there, you tell me that's not a sign. Like you tell me sometimes, <laughs> what have I done? You know, God, man, I need, <laughs> like I, I asked, I, I asked. You know, if you ask from your heart, Allah, yes. It. It, subhanallah, we we're talking about the previous podcast. Subhanallah, the previous podcast we did and. Allah, he said, when you have the courage to ask from your heart, yes. you get it. Subhanallah. Yeah, and subhanallah and that's and sincere. That's sincere. Oh, sincere, man. Yeah, I, I looked at my hands. <laughs> we're talking about it today. We're, we were talking about it today. Subhanallah. Fun, you're right. When you ask, you know. He you, never lets you Allah go. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets you go. And subhanallah, never. you're also asking yourself. You're, you're redefining your own purpose. This is when you yeah. truly ask. And subhanallah, how many of us out there? Wallah, so many brothers and sisters, you know. <clears throat> We ask everybody else, and we forget Allah. And we don't, we don't have a clear ask, like, like a sincere inner ask. We ask sort of in a half-ask ask, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe there's another way, whatever. But when you truly, like, like you said, you know, because why? Because, I had enough, yeah. Because that's it. That was from the heart. That was the ask. SubhanAllah. And subhanAllah. You know, not so you sold it. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of things in between, guys, that, you know, I, I won't touch in particular base on. I, I don't want to bore anybody also with all the little points and the details <laughs> and the things that, you know, you'd go through. But, you know, wrapping it up in a way that when I genuinely asked, and that was a genuine from my heart, I wanted out of my trade because I believe that it had its time. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 alhamdulillah, and God has given me also the ability to be able to do other things. Yeah. I'm not just Bill the mechanic. He, Bill's got other talents. Bill's got also other other things that he's passionate about that he may, I'm sure that I've got a message to pass on yeah. or I can make others more happy than just fixing their car and <laughs> I appreciate it. I really can see better now, you know, on the road. <laughs> or, you know, I, I, 
No, there was more to it. I sold the business. I got out. <clears throat> Don't worry about all the fine detail, guys, about when, when, when you sell and you're out of the industry and, and now you, you're like a retired man. Not only did I do that, guys, there was something even more important about selling the business was I was in riba. And Allah. Okay? I had debt. I was paying interest, not only on my business, but I was also paying interest on my house. In that time, I bought a house. And subhanAllah, I spoke to a guy, a very dear friend of mine, a brother, and he said to me, that can I be? I've listened to this. He said, no matter what, you can't partnership with God. You can do this and you can do that and you can change ways and do everything like this. But reach in and think about what you're doing. If there is other ways, choose not to do that. That's we're talking about interest. Wow. Now, I've asked many people, and you know you get many different answers if you can the first time and all that kind of stuff, guys. But in my heart, God has given me all these signs and he's helped me with the moments that I, that mattered the most. So what can I do now to please him so I can be able to move on to my next excursion in life? Like what, what's my next challenge? So I sold the house. I sold the business and I moved in with mum. <laughs> in that time, guys, when I had my children, they were highlights. Obviously, I missed out. You know, there was downs and there's ups, but I'll explain and I'll get into that. Our parents are so important in life, guys. And I like to hammer my mum and I like to hammer dad and guys that, um, you know, I don't think we realise on how much they helped us. The value, man. And they say no one knows the value of a child until that person has a child. child. Yes. True? I mean. So when I decided to um, to sell up and everything and and, uh, and I thought how great. Now, my parents divorced when I had my second child. SubhanAllah, man, as God has written for us, th- these things are possibilities in life. Yes, I mean. And mum... And I had a special relationship. You mean the oldest as well? Me being the oldest boy um, and being with her. I'm the only sibling that stayed and my younger brother in Melbourne where the rest all went to Sydney. They got married. Wow. So my two sisters got married. They went to Sydney. They followed their husbands, obviously. And my uh, my brother, same thing, got married and moved to Sydney. And my father moved to Sydney. So it was a, it was a, a distance makes the heart grow fonder by all means. So I love my family wow. and it's great to see them. But. Um, mum had a special spot for me and that's oh, allowed me to, um, to move in. It's very hard to, you know, your wife and if they haven't got yeah, a good relationship, yes, it's very, very so hard. I lived, I lived with my mum for three years. Yeah. Three I lived years. with my in-laws for what, two years. So you totally understand no uh, matter how good the relation is always going to be. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. Without that moments. support, you couldn't save, you couldn't do so much. Some people... I think, you know, wallahi, man. You got to do the sacrifice. You got to, you know, sacrifice. But, 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 the ego <laughs> doesn't let you. you try know to what tell I mean, these sometimes? juniors now, go live in the in-laws. I was a belay. But one of the most important things was that while living with mum, there was a responsibility now. I'm the man of the house. Okay. So there are, there are special needs. So that means that if this retired build who's just sold his house and just sold his uh, shop, doesn't mean he can just sit back and, and just enjoy life now. Chill. And to be honest with you guys, um, I went hunting and I went fishing, but I never had the enjoyment because no one else can come with me. Wow. I was doing it on my own. 
there was just no pleasure in it. Like, you know, I'd, I'd go, but I wasn't I wasn't having a good time. I wanted someone to brag about when we caught fish. <laughs> like, remember that? You, you know, the stories that yeah. we tell with each other, you know. Yeah. And then, oh, no, I don't believe you. We can ask, what's his name? He knows. <laughs> he was there. There was none of that. <laughs> and even hunting, you know, guys, I rely on safety. It's paramount. Number one, if you haven't got someone with you, if something happens, yeah, it's important to have someone with you. Yeah. Not only just the enjoyment, but to be able to, Secure that, you know, if something happened, there's someone there with yeah, you. So you can only fish and hunt so much. Solo. I needed a job. I needed to do something now. My, my, my parents taught me something. They said to me, don't always, it's like, you know, the old saying says, don't put all your eggs in the same basket. All one basket, yes. So when you do something, always have a backup plan. Meaning that if you are a, you know, you've got, you got a restaurant and you make food. Sell coffee. Because if the food doesn't sell, well, good chance you'll sell coffee. Yes, right? right? You'll have something as a backup. 100%. So that's when I became the tanner. I love my hunting, and I ask these certain questions in our religion. Sheikh, if I'm hunting for pleasure, hunting's allowed, but are you hunting that animal just for its antlers or, for, you know, just just for, or just so you enjoy the killing, but are you utilizing something from this animal? Are you taking its meat? Are you taking, you know, its skin? Are you Where's taking the benefit? You, the bene the benefit? What, what benefit have you uh, from this what animal? What are you bringing out of it? Yeah. And I thought about it, and I thought, hang on, you know, if, if the hand will talk one day and the foot will talk one day and everything else will talk one, why won't that animal talk? <laughs> you <gonna> tell me, <laughs> you know what have you done to me? It's going to take something. So, so subhanAllah, I look at hunting now completely different. If I don't utilize what I'm hunting, what's the purpose of hunting? Hanallah. Okay? Amazing. So why do we hunt? Hanallah. Is it just to get away, to let out stress, relief? No. It's a big shift, isn't it? Wow, look, hunting is not, not permitted. H hunting is halal, but it's for the cause of good. Intent. Not, yes. So my intentions now was every animal I hunted, I'm going to also take the skin and I'm going to tan it. Wow. SubhanAllah, do you think anyone would teach you how to tan? No one. So. Nobody. <laughs> mate, this person who has absolutely no idea about technology started to use Google, learning curve. Google and learn, you know, and that's where the truck industry also helped me guys, because guess where I was delivering gas to tanneries. Is, wow. And I met technicians and I spoke to certain people and I got a little bit amazing? of information everywhere. Isn't that amazing? The crossroads, huh? Like what are meant to be? Subhanallah miracles. Well, I say subhanallah meant to be. I started to work from home. We can see from the crocodile we saw before. Yeah, well, that's, that was my driveway. <laughs> you know, I, I, tanning on a driveway. Well, I start, anyway, I started people tanning from think, home. People think it's something else. My mum used to always worry, the neighbours are going to see you. The neighbours are going to see this. I said, mum, it's okay. It's legal. I'm allowed to do it. She goes, yeah, but Nabil, this, it's, yeah, they might get scared. You know, like everyone was to the point, would you believe that mum at the end turned her thinking from, am I doing something wrong? to when she saw those nice fluffy skins and I put them inside the house and then her friends used to come over for sapayat, you know, in the morning for coffee. Oh, my God, that's nice. And oh, my, 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 my son, he, he yeah. does this, you know, like, <laughs> wow. And then what nicer than say, Mum, 
give these to your friends. Because now, if you give them to your friends, you've got something to give as a gift and then people start to appreciate what you're doing, you know, mm, or what I'm doing anyway. Yeah, so the demands were very high from my mum now. <laughs> 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 I've got to keep up with her. So, <laughs> so wine demand. Wine demand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, oh, I've got to give one to my doctor. My mum, my as we said, the guys, oh, the, um, she, her doctor, her, you know, every person that she would deal with and uh, love your mum. She, uh, I mean, she would always tell them what I did. Okay. So is it a blessing? Do I get rather on my mum for the industry that I've chosen to go into? I, I hope so. I really do. And that's, you know, alhamdulillah, man, that's, that's not straying too far, guys. But there are certain things and hadith that I've heard that, you know, you keep your parents. Yeah. And look at what I chose. I did how much mechanics for how long? But I did a couple of skins. I gave them to my mom and she gave them to her friends. And I got a letter that I like and I got all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, can I leave that trade? <laughs> can I get out of it now? I've got to make it grow. But then I was independent on my skins now. I left the truck industry. I mm. left the whole gas industry. And, and that was enough to keep you going? Alhamdulillah, man, I, I, got, I got good at what I was doing. Isn't that amazing, huh? And then the word got out. No advertising. It was all word of mouth. So you never advertised? Never. Isn't that amazing? And Alhamdulillah, when God wants to bless you, I couldn't keep up. And then I took the tanning to a different level. I started tanning to the point where I was getting phone calls and saying, mate, that is the best tan job I ever got. Mate, whatever you're doing, keep it up and this... You tell me those words don't motivate you. Wow. You tell me that, that, that now this industry that I thought was just giving me something to to make a, an income, like you know, yeah. to survive, to be a, my own boss, so it, I can go hunting. And if you know, if you called me and said, "Hey, Bill, the fish are on the bite," or whatever it might be, well, I just grab that skin frost straight back into the pickle, and let's go. I'll beat you to the boat ramp. I guarantee. You know th that was that was me. Wow. I did it for independence, but. SubhanAllah, it grew and it grew and we're talking back about what we spoke about. Guys, put 100% into everything you do. Be the best and be, mate, if anyone wants to be better than you, they got to lift the, you, you've already set a standard. You set a high bar. That bar is now like, you know, so hard to, to, to beat. Like as in, and if he does, you don't, he's not your competitor. You want to work with this person because if I found someone who is going to be just as good as I am, or whatever, hey, let's partnership because, mate, that's that's the people I'm looking for. I tried many guys. I tried to grow my industry by putting on workers and teach them. Mm. But, you know, the intention, if it's not in you to be, to, you know, you've chosen it just because, oh, I know Bill goes hunting, but he's a tanner, <laughs> but we'll, we'll befriend him so we can go hunting now. So, guys, where the miss, uh, where we missed a lot in that, that the it also gave me a chance to make a lot of friends in the hunting world. Wow. So tanning, I got a lot of trophies come in, a lot of skins come in. I got a lot of things that now I'm interacting. I'm dealing with property owners. I'm dealing with, with, with other outfitters. But one thing I did notice, that there is no one who is doing outfitting, meaning that takes people hunting, that is a Muslim brother, who oh. caters for halal. <laughs> oh. You tell them what's halal, 
and it, it, they, oh, wow. they're not sure, you know, they're, not, they're unaware. So there is a market here. And it wasn't the fact that got me into the hunting. No, there was one guy that I didn't want to take hunting, but he said to me, Bill, I'll pay you to take me. And I thought that raised an eyebrow. <laughs> so, well, geez, it's someone I, you know, I've been trying to avoid. He's telling me I'll pay you. And I said, hey, if someone is willing to pay to take you out, well, then there's an industry. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a business there. And what else better? Than be doing something that you are naturally good at, or you, or you, 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 you know, it doesn't feel like work anymore. Subhanallah, you just remind me of a story. You know, subhanallah, just so, me back to this story. I've got to share this story. When I was working at the Department of Justice, um, I used to work with a guy who was a one of the best policy writers. He was an amazing policy writer, but he was just such a miserable person there. And subhanallah, and I, I talked to everybody, and this guy used to go up to him and say, "Bro, you know, you're not a happy bloke." He goes, "Bro, I just got to get this out of the way because I got to go away." I go, what do you do? I hike, because I love hiking. I go, how often do you go? He goes, every weekend. Every weekend, this guy would go hiking. I go, where have you gone? He goes, you name it. He goes, New Zealand. He'd fly out, hike for a weekend, come back. And I go, bro, wow, what a passion. Why don't you do that at a business? It's just a comment that I said, subhanAllah, to him. Why don't you do that at a business? He goes, bro, you know what kind of money I'm making here? This guy was like a class policy writer. Like, you know, he's on 120 those days, whatever. Mm. And he goes, there's no way I can make that money. This is, this is what, you know, I get money so I can go the weekend. I go, bro, you never know. Subhanallah, within two years, he started sending expeditions for corporate businesses to hike. He was turning over over $2 million wow. just to hike around the world. He left, he left the Justice Department mm. and he started hiking. And he started taking people around the world. And subhanallah, it all started with just, hey. His passion. Why don't you try? Why don't you try? And he did. Subhanallah, he made a business out of it. There's jobs and then there's passion. When I found this industry, I found what is connected to it. I found that there's people that are working hard and needed time to get away. It was like me at the beginning. Wow. So I needed that time to get away, but not to, to start making the calls and start organizing. And I don't have that time. I need to go pick up the one call. Hey, Bill, organize, I need this. So I need to be that person now. Oh. That's one. Then I'm a family man. I love children. I love the elderly. I love when people come out and they spend time with family. Look at the bond that you can have when you go away when you're in the bush yeah. because you're away from all yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the... Yes. And then, you know, there's also the disability side of things. That people are not as fortunate, mobile, mobile, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll cater for all that. You know, you know, on I, that I, point, I think we should point out that you've taken your dad. <laughs> we bring up the picture of well, the, <laughs> my the dad disability here, factor. He's, he's, in his, he's in his late 70s. There is his, he's the one jumping the highest. <laughs> <laughs> With a walking stick. With a walking stick. I love that, was, that was my dad's first hunting trip. My wow. dad has been a fisherman. He took us as kids, always fishing. But he's never been the hunter. Uh, you never, this is the first hunting. And I tell him all the time, I say, Dad, you need to come out with us. And look how many years it's taken wow. until my dad finally came out with my brothers and close friends and we took him out and, and I'll be honest with you, like the, that, that memory for me. That a beautiful memory. Huh? Well, <laughs> you know, you'll never know who goes first, right? But yeah. the blessings of, I look at it and I just, 
I wish I did so much more with my dad. Subhanallah. We 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 had a you know we've we've had a, a very interesting life in regarding you know the divorce of my mum and my dad and dad worked very very hard for us and even till this very day he never never stops you know for us but I wanted that to be a memory that my kids' kids will see one day that even Jiddah was with us you know amazing, yeah. and God blessed us on that day that deer that is in that photo anyways was. Um, was a deer I've been chasing for about two or three weeks with other hunters. Wow. Now, mind you, I live in this place for five, five, six months. And subhanAllah, that deer, just like everything that God does, he has a destiny for everything. The Raza and the Nasib, when that deer was born, had his name on it. Wow. So all these professional hunters that I've had with me that are going out and we're hunted and they've missed and was meant to be for this man when yeah, the day Allah. he turned up. Allah. And, then, and 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 we, we jump for joy. <laughs> so so that, that was that was uh, that so was is that why you named it the happy? Well happy hunting is just like the tanner. Every time I went away, people used to say, Happy hunting, happy hunting. And all these people picked these words, you know, ultimate and, and, and outrageous and all this crazy. <laughs> why don't we keep it simple? SubhanAllah. Happy hunting. And happy hunting adventures because I I wanna I wanna give people an adventure. Part of my hunting is to also capture as much as I can the, the, uh, on camera so people can take it home and watch it and and you know as Ebo's experience Memories. as well. We yeah, you know there's nothing like, like to be able to relive or to be able to give someone who wasn't there yeah. a taste of that experience. So how it wasn't hard for me to do what I do. Mm. It's actually. It, it it's actually quite. I'm not going to say the word easy. No, it's rewarding to do what I enjoy. Hundred percent. Okay, so so at the end of the day, when I look at what I do, I this is natural. I'm in my element. In the state of I don't joy. worry about. Well, oh my god, I got to find something for this person. I got to go out. No, that's hunting. Yeah. Every hunter knows that. I want to go back on that intention. Subhanallah. When, when we had a coffee and we were talking about, and you were telling me, like, your passion, obviously. I know, I've known your passion, but we were talking about what you actually physically do. And I said, I'm going to take my boys. Back in my – I'm not a hunter. I'm not, you know, you're well aware. I like going fishing with the boys like bass and huss. I've always loved doing things like that with brothers. But my whole intention was because my two boys, 116, 114, they don't see eye to eye. They weren't seeing eye to eye. And since that trip – Allahu Akbar, their relationships changed completely because we, we had the pleasure of being with you, hunting together, doing something together that they've never done before as they, they shot their own deers. And experience. It was, subhanAllah, that experience changed both of my boys. That, that, that's what drives me about that connection I was talking about. SubhanAllah, we've got this opportunity in where we're living, okay, to be able to do these things. In other countries, only this is a king's sport. Okay, so look at the privileges that we have. I mean, alhamdulillah, with the ability of, of, of subhanAllah, Allah given us the health to start no, off with, yeah, I mean. and given us the know how, the knowledge, okay, and puts us in a playground where we can do the things that we enjoy. Brother, if I tell you what reward it is, not only for a Muslim brother, but when I'm out. And I've got, and I cater for all religions, for every culture. My message to 
everyone who comes out with me is that look at me as a person, okay? I will spend time and talk to each other. You give me your religion and I'll pass on mine, but that's through my omelette, the way we are together. Hunting has brought so many different cultures, so many different religions, so many different people who have different understandings that come and they all settle. Why? Because we have a passion. We have an enjoyment that we share. It's a common ground. We don't care about, you know, the other things. When we go out hunting, we're in that mindset where we are enjoying each other's company. Yes. But where is the real Dawi, guys? Is when people have misled our religion and they've given people a misunderstanding of, it. of who we really are. Who are we? Alhamdulillah, man. We're people, we fear God. We have faith in our hearts. We believe in the things that don't necessarily need to be given to us because in here, we don't harm anyone. If anything, look at the enjoyment I have when someone else gets to be able to hunt or get better than me, you know? I was there to witness it. Yes. That makes me more proud. So when you get people come to you and then in Ramadan, guys, when you have non-believers, okay, Ramadan, people will see that you're fasting in the hottest of months and yet you're working, making food and, and, and you're cleaning and you're doing all the things that these people now kicking back, relaxing, and they're having a, a nice cold can of Coke or, you know, whatever it is, and they're oh, enjoying it. And then they look at you and they, how can I enjoy this? If the person who is doing all the work is not having a sip or a drink or whatever, and then someone turns around and they say, you know what? We're going to do what you do, but I'll tell you what, but, but we're just going to drink, all right? <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to start off easy. They don't eat. Oh, they, you know, they do. And they then they, they does that not soften the heart? Yes. Does that not make you feel, wow. And the Arab man, if, if I can send a little message and it's through the things that I enjoy, subhanAllah, man, like I, I might not be able to save someone but, on, the, on a bench. You I know had a what discussion I mean, this but, morning about that. The subhanAllah, and I had a chat, chat to a brother this morning and he said to me, subhanAllah, like I interact with a lot of Muslims. You know, mashallah, he's a multimillionaire. He's got a business. Allahu Akbar, mashallah, but uh, he goes to me, my finest points is when I soften the heart of somebody who's not a Muslim. Great words. His exact words were. Great he words. He goes, because subhanAllah, we soften the hearts of each other. Well, I'm dealing with a lot of Muslims. He goes, when I see a non-Muslim, they enter my business or interact with us. Yeah. He goes, my aim is to soften the heart through exemplary manners and akhlaq. You know what I mean? And subhanAllah, when I do that, he goes, I understand my self-worth as a Muslim or as a human being in this community. Well, wow. mm. and that's that's what the words I was looking for and about softening someone's heart and let them have a better understanding of who we are as yeah. a Muslim. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's, it's so important the so, fact that you get that person to understand what our religion is about. Yes, yeah. it was okay. quite. There's a quite a lot of misunderstanding, it's, and of course, don't blame anybody but ourselves because we do have the people mm. that are misrepresenting, subhanAllah, you know, through bad akhlaq, as we say, you know what I mean? But it's also, wow. it's also that journey, all that journey, uh, you know, you, 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 you grow, you learn. I, I would have never thought, you know, I mean, we might not have touched, and alhamdulillah, man, I'd always like to, to leave things and, and talk about the good things. But I never would have thought Mechanic Bill end up being the, 
uh, you know, hunting guide that takes out uh, people on 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 uh, on a uh, on an adventure, you know, and exhibitions. And, well, I'd never, you know, my Rabbi, man, my 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 God, Allah, who's who's who painted that path for me. So Alhamdulillah, man, may God say, give me the patience and the ability and everything and, and, and to, to, to keep going because I enjoy it. And every time, like you mentioned, Ibrahim, you take your children out and there's a bond and you have anything to do with the connection that two brothers got along or the connection between a father, son, or even his neighbor. 100%. And if I played a little role in that. That's what we talk about. It's part line the business nice. and we like uh, the misconception in our community is that the only time I get hasanat if I teach you the fatiha and you use it every time in your prayer. But what about if I teach you how to read? What about if I, t- I give you some people skills? <laughs> what about if I teach you how to hunt? What about if I teach you how to fish? Every time you use that skill set, I'm getting hasanat. Well, no doubt. Every, I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody can bring something to the table. Subhanallah, God has given the ability to so many people. Everyone's got a journey. And my hat, even on a bad day, will come off for you guys. I love it. Thanks, Adam. The fact that you can acknowledge and to bring that, and inshallah, touches. On that point of acknowledging, I think I want to acknowledge you you being a lifesaver. We we want to, can we get the video up of this gentleman (laughs) saved? (laughs) This guy is a lifesaver. Look at that. He, well, they, I'll, I'll talk you through this. Talk actually. Through it. Let's, let's play, play I, the video. I, I recently went on an African safari and, and took some <laughs> took some hunters, and we found this giraffe. His head was stuck, or her head was stuck in this tree. Wow! wow. So, she would have been there for about uh, maybe a day and a bit. Wow! With the amount of um, dirt that was kicked up from underneath her, Love she's it. been trying to feed on like kharnub uh, leaves, and it's put her head up, and it's got its horns stuck. Now, we got up there with probably five, ten minutes working out what are we going to do and how are we going to get this thing out. So we thought, well, the best thing to do is send the tracker because <laughs> <laughs> if anything happens, it'll happen to him. <laughs> Always send someone else in. Um, and we, we had an axe in the car and he, he climbed up the tree and um, subhanAllah, he cut the, the branch that it was on. And um, and the, as you saw in the video, it freed the, it freed the itself. So, sometimes also, God puts us in places, Amen. not only for ourselves, Amen. but also for others. Yeah. So, Alhamdulillah, man, we got to save a life. As a hunter, you're not just taking lives. Yeah, we Allah. believe in 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 the future, and I want my kids, it's kids, and their kids. We. We believe in conservation. We believe in the future. We're not, you know, it's, it's about taking. A lot of people don't see that part, yeah, you know what I mean? No, they don't. I really wanted to share that. And, that, and was, I think, that was a great moment. You know, how, was, how, uh, how amazing does that feel? That, it's you a know, great feeling. That you, it's, I think I always say the greatest moments of my life is the times that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used me to be of benefit, used me to make a difference. And, Allah, yeah. and look at that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used you to save a giraffe, you know what I mean? And but alhamdulillah, I, I, I can testify that. SubhanAllah, like when you took us out, um, the amazing thing about yourself was you, you, you looked at animals as their age, female, male, how, how old they were, uh, where they – like we, we, we as, we've never been hunting before and I'm like it's amazing how much expertise comes in this, yeah. in this realm that no one really looks at, you know, you know that you, your eyes were, you know, were, were so sharp enough to educate us because we were looking at, oh, okay, we're just shooting a deer, just an you, know? Animal. <laughs> you know, and we're just shooting an animal, but subhanAllah, there's so much behind it. We do, we take into account, we, we, we manage, 
subhanallah, we manage not for just today, we manage for the future. Inna al amal bin niyat, subhanallah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that with everything that we do? Amen, amen, subhanallah. And that's and that's the key. I think it's always to find your intent. You know, as Allah subhanahu wa taala says, inna al amal bin niyat, every single action is bound by its intention. Subhanallah, and mashallah, you got beautiful intention. And look at what Allah subhanahu wa taala, you know, took you through this journey. Yeah, I think, uh, mashallah, you've given us a beautiful journey, and I know. You haven't covered your international expeditions and everything else that you do, mashallah. But I think I want to just a little bit dig deep into your heart. They say the accolades, they say your successes, mashallah, you know, doing expeditions, doing all this amazing stuff, <clears throat> taking people in internationally, Africa, etc. But they don't say the hardships or what you got to give up to we do that. My, yeah, well, we spoke about my mum's passing. Well, guys, I was away. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, I got the call and I was, it would have been a five, maybe six hour drive. If I tell you, you wouldn't believe me. And this is, I'll look in the camera and I'll tell you true. That trip, if you ever watched the movie, The Jumper, he jumps from one place to the other. SubhanAllah, man, I, will, I started the car and all of a sudden, between I had two friends with me, I was at the hospital. Wow. What happened to the time? I don't know. But I was there and I held her hand wow. on her last breath. Subhanallah. When I got the call. How, subhanAllah, Allah put me into that hospital in that time. I don't know. But I was there and I was holding her hand at the time that she passed. And I was always worried about would that happen? And it did. SubhanAllah. But I was there. And I said, Ya Rab, how can I ever thank you? Not. Because she's passed, no, she wasn't well. She suffered, but it was a hard time to to think that I wasn't going to be there. Be there yeah. for the last moment. Yeah. But I only put me there, and then oh. and that it's a love hate thing. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like like I don't want it, but I, I was I was yeah. I was there. Hello, we were very blessed it's, that we were yeah, we were with our grandmother, Allah We were there with her, like we were so blessed. We were Grandma, the first people dad. to go there. And there, the Lerhamu were there his last moments. Because that paints a picture, no matter what happens. Amen. Amen. In your mind, when you close your eyes, subhanAllah, look what God has given us to you. Allah has given us an imagination. If we close our eyes, we can be anywhere in the world. Amen. True? And we can choose to be and think or whatever. But the fact that I can picture that moment and have that for me, yeah, you can't buy that. There's well, sacrifices. There's sacrifices. You know what I mean? Yeah. So subhanAllah, every, every, a lot of a lot of our youth don't understand that today. You know what I mean? That yeah. for for you to achieve these great things, it has to be something has to give. Um, I think we're going to end it in, uh, on on a question, inshallah. The last question I'd like to ask you is, what is the definition of success to you? <laughs> As success stories, yeah. <laughs> success is inshallah. Is a blessing of Allah guiding us throughout our lives. Success in no matter what we set out to do is that what we achieve. And we can't achieve anything no matter what we do. SubhanAllah, without the approval and the blessings of Allah, we need him, he doesn't need us. Say so our success, SubhanAllah, will come from him accepting the deeds, our intentions, and may he grant us places that we can even just <laughs> smell 
the Jannah, inshallah. So what we're here for on, on our life, you know, in, in, in this Short earth, time we, are. We, we, we hope that we have succeeded to be, to be accepted. Amen. And don't take us until you are pleased with us. Amen. Amen. I think that's success. Everything on life is... SubhanAllah, you touched base on the hadith that a uh, man comes to Allah, SubhanAllah, wanting to enter Jannah with his deeds. <laughs> and then Allah, SubhanAllah, says, you know, get the scales... Put all his deeds, you know, and just get the it, it, hadith actually states a lot of people get this wrong. It's the eyesight. It's not. It's not the Allah Subhanahu does not put the, the eyesight as as the scale. He just puts the blink, the, <laughs> the actual just what you see this, as a blinker on that scale, not the eyesight of of a human being. And the eyesight, you know, obviously the blinker of the uh, overweights his whole deeds. So we just follow how 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 we just Allah just remind Allah. me of the hadith. Keep us our intention Keep our clear intentions and clean make sure that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is. May He show us. May He grant us uh, His rahmah. Allah reward you boys. Allah berikfik. Allah Inshallah. Thank you for. You keep the hard work going. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Coming. Allah. Allah berikfik. Subhanallah. You didn't need much notice. It was like it was like booking you for a hunt. Amen. Was it just before Salah or after Salah? Alhamdulillah, we're, we're very we're, we're very blessed and uh, very blessed to have our brothers come here. And uh, I really ask everybody who watches this podcast to like and subscribe. It's a lot of hard work as a team does this and getting brothers and talking. And, and without your subscription and your likes and your commentary, um, it's uh, it makes it a lot harder to get out to our brothers and sisters. And that's all we ask of you, inshallah. Hit that subscribe and give us a comment. And also, please, if you would love somebody you'd like us to interview or some sort of topics in regards to success stories. I'd love to hear from you. Amen. Uh, and Jazakallah khair for watching. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.